0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Christopher Nolan in review. That's right, we are ranking and reviewing every movie directed by Christopher Nolan. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Andy Cortez.
1: Wow! Greg Miller. Greg Miller. <laughs> wow! and Kevin. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys?
0: Hey, man. How's your little
2: car
3: totem. doing, Greg? Don't touch my totem. Only I know how oh, much it your weighs. Totem. That's okay. my totem.
2: Now, now, Greg, does it weigh, or do you roll it, and you know how like how far it has to roll before it stops? Because I remember, imagine if that's if you're in the what? dream, you roll the car, it just keeps going until it goes through a wall. And keeps sure, going. yeah,
3: that'd be a good way. <laughs> that'd be one way to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, no, but, but I would go with the
4: incline affect how fast it would roll? very much, Kevin. Yeah. Unless yeah. think
3: about it too, if what if I'm inside a bus,es it's going off a bridge? You know what I mean? It's gonna be all squirrely whirly. I mean, I'll yeah, be like, yeah, hey,
4: you pulling out a level and being like, okay, hold on, there's a thirty degree <laughs> angle here, or right, so it'll roll. Uh, be... uh,
2: Either that, or like, or you have to make Porty your totem, where he, you just know the weight of him, like that dead weight in your arm, where he's just like, ah, uh, you know. Where is he? Show us our king. Yes, our king. yes. yes. I'm not dreaming. All hail no, I him. I love it. It's good. It's, it's good you're not king. dreaming,
0: Greg Miller. Uh, we do the show every Tuesday right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games live. You can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also listen on your favorite podcast service to search for kind of funny reviews. On Fridays, we're also doing the Studio Ghibli Miyazaki movies. So check those out. We're doing a Kiki's delivery service.
2: Kiki! <laughs> <laughs> Friday,
0: which uh, for in review listeners, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're going to have to deal with Nick uh not ready i can tell you that much um i don't have a kiki anyways you can get the show ad free by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our producer Muhammad Muhammad did momo you'll
2: hey, okay, love to see it He'll love to see it he's fine
0: thank, thank
1: you momo thank you how are you guys doing supporting us
2: i'm good. good i'm cold for some reason yesterday it's was chilly. beautiful today i go out to get a cup of coffee and i i'm just i'm cold i like it. Well, you're drinking a cold coffee too That's <sighs> my third yeah
3: Get in there, you know, put a little no. whiskey
2: in there, get a little, get a little warm, spike you know? it a little bit. Yeah. I, think, I have zero alcohol in my apartment right now. How sad is that?
3: It's no, I mean, I expect no less from you. You know what I mean? Yeah, your body and your own. apartment is the temple.
2: It's true. It's <laughs> true. Like a temple.
0: Today, we're talking about Inception released on July 16th, 2010. <laughs> After the 2002 completion of Insomnia, Nolan presented to Warner Brothers, a written 80 page treatment for a Yikes. horror film envisioning dream stealers. Deciding he needed more experience before tackling a production of this magnitude and complexity nolan shelved the project uh instead worked on the batman movies and prestige to kind of up his game uh this one once again directed by christopher nolan so many facts today guys for a movie like this yes there's just so much good stuff um including facts based on facts like the rundown that we normally don't get to so a budget of 160 million a box office of 829.9 million and a runtime of two hours and 28 minutes. And for the first time ever, we have a fact based on the runtime. Uh, The Edith Piaf song, Non Je Ne Regret Oof, that's a rough one. You got that, you nailed it. I thought you were gonna give me props for it. Um, It's used as a plot device. The movie's runtime, two hours and 28 minutes, is a reference to the original length of the song, which lasts on its first recorded edition, two hours and 28 seconds. When Cobb asks his kids what they've been doing at the end of the movie, they answer, and when you, see, when you look at the captions, uh, building a house on a cliff, referring one back to the beginning of the movie of Saito's house on a cliff. The movie explains to the audience in the significance of Fisher's number in that it will subconsciously keep reappearing in dreams, the phone number, hotels, safe combo. In light of this, the audience can watch the whole movie prepared and notice that the train that ran Cobb and Mal over in limbo had a number on it. A combination of those numbers is used on the taxi cab that Mal and Cobb get out of in the real world, as well as in the hotel room in the real world. Suppose the whole movie was a dream. If it was, then writer, producer, and director Christopher Nolan cleverly made the movie exactly two hours and 28 minutes long for a reason. The song continually played to wake people up from the dream that is two uh, two minutes and 28 seconds using that song of the movie. And Christopher Nolan goes in and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you motherfucker, dude, you're crazy. There wasn't a video uh, like the last couple movies that I've watched where Christopher Nolan's just straight up breaking it down. A lot of this is taken from a bunch of different interviews. But he's very consistent in in what he says and doesn't say about the stuff and i really appreciate that
1: what i would have loved to have been on reddit while like all while this movie's going down the theories the amount of people speculating about you know dream states and so many uh, people being so many levels deep like i love this shit i ate this shit up
0: this movie's 10 years old it came out in 2010 in in mid-july so two 10 years and two weeks we got
2: this i saw this in theaters did you guys?
3: Yeah. In theaters. yeah. 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 What a I
2: theory. I saw this in theaters and I was like I was blown away by it the first time I watched it and I can't remember if I've seen it since but this is the first time I watched this movie in a very very long time and I got to say I didn't have as positive of a reaction to it as I had hoped I was actually kind of bored the entire time now granted you know exactly what's going to happen and I kind of understood sort of the world but so much of the fun part of watching this movie the first time was having them literally just stand there and explain like the 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 rules of this 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 sleep world that you can go into and once you kind of know that I'm like wow man they real this movie is like 80% exposition it's 80% literally joseph gordon levitt telling ellen page and, the, and thus the audience like how this whole thing works and I was a little bit bored this time watching it again. I got to tell you,
3: I'm with Nick on this one. I love. I, I it's something I've I think I've just noticed here in Nolan review is that I love these movies. I think Nolan's incredibly talented, so on and so forth. But I think for his movies to exist, usually and I shouldn't say even usually, but like usually with like having a hook to him or whatever. Yeah, it's just that thing of once you know it, it's like granted you can go through and rewatch it. And like even with the Prestige last week, where I kind of turned around on it. I got more positive as we went and talked about it. I still didn't go back and watch Prestige. I thought that was cool, but it's the same way for instance. Of finishing it, and then I remember watching it in theaters and going out to the bar afterwards and having all these conversations about it. And what did you think? And where'd you go? Doing it again, I'm just like, okay, cool. And I'm with Nick of like, at one point you had to pause for a thing like, oh man, it's a long ass movie, huh? Two and a half hours, okay. Like, yeah. but I mean, I still can't give him enough credit for you know uh, making Persona Five the movie here and explaining everything <laughs> and having you know the projections and having all the stuff and having it all make sense. This is such heady concepts and stuff. I enjoy the film still. Don't get me wrong, but I was. Yeah. Same way of like, all right, you know, I'm ready to. I
2: mean, this. and but so much of it is that sort of like, hey, where there's a mystery and we're unraveling it, and we're building this world and this crazy stuff, and you don't, it, it's open to interpretation. It's it's similar to like an M Night Shyamalan movie where, yeah, like Sixth Sense, right, blew you away the first time you watch it again, you're like, oh, it's cool to see how he set that up, but obviously, I know the big where surprise at the with, end, yeah. so the the emotional impact or any impact of it is is, is thereby lessened. Um, but it was, you know, it's cool to see all those actors on screen again um and it's interesting but man the, the the first like 20 30 minutes of this movie he's just walking around with ellen page being like here's how all this works and i'm like but i know how it all works can we skip the tutorial can i go right into the gameplay already?" Right?
4: i feel like that, that was that's like the thing i disagree
2: minutes. with
0: with yeah. what you're saying because i feel like watching this and especially looking into like theories and all this stuff it's like there's so much shit that like if you're looking for you get other things out of it and it's like it the heavy exposition i think works so much in favor for this movie because it is such deep ridiculous stuff but it sets up rules that if you start like following down different timeline or not timelines but like different angles of stuff going on instead of focusing exactly on like the conversation they're having when you're like looking around at like things going on around them or like there's like weird theories about what his totem is. And mm-hmm. it's like, if you start, like, looking into that and then watching the movie
2: with that lens, it's crazy No, I, deep I this shit goes. And I well, totally sure. understand all of that. It, it's just that when you break this movie down, it is and, – and Nolan does this sometimes, and he can break that rule because he understands it. But this is literally the opposite of show, don't tell. This is literally characters being like, this shit is so deep and meta, and this is a concept that's so hard to get across visually that we have to sit here and tell the audience what's happening beat for beat. And there's a moment – in the climax of this movie where they're like, we got to go one more in, you got to go get him in limbo. And someone has to literally turn to the camera and be like, just so you know, we're going five layers deep now and limbo could be 10 years. And that's why the guy's old. Okay, and now back to the action and we go back to like and then we just have uh, tom hardy running around beating people up because we have to have something visually to see and then he comes back into the room you're like why did he go kill those guys whatever but it's- the thing that makes it interesting though is like when they have the
0: exposition they create those roles there is that what we watch just the one thing where on your first viewing you understand the plot because they're telling you what it is and then you're seeing that thing mm-hmm. happen but then you apply those rules of the exposition to other characters and their experiences that's when it's like there's so much deeper things happening. Sure. Like the end, the the open to interpretation of the top and all that stuff. It's not just like is he in a dream or not? It there's so many other perspectives and theories that you can look at of when you apply those rules, those simple rules of exposition that they express, it can totally change the tone of the movie. Of like there's different uh theories that fully go through and, and follow the exact same rules that were were given that imply that the um wedding ring that Leonardo DiCaprio has is his totem, and you only see it in. Hold, let me re- let me read the actual thing here. Sure. Um,
2: well, for sure, the 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 top was her totem, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. that Mal's totem?
4: Yeah, yeah. He said, the yeah but time. He said it's that. implied that he adopted it after Mal died, right? Right, but there's a, there's Would an issue so where she locked how it how away
2: it. in the safe, and that's the thing he had to go and get. And his and and like I always sort of interpreted that as being like he holds on to that until he can let go of the memory of her. But like, so there's a theory know. with that stuff, Nick, of it being a yeah. totem and like, him being involved.
0: That the whole thing is actually Inception in his mind, and it is Mal trying to Incept this whole idea for him to move on, and he's the one that's actually stuck in a, in a loop. Yeah, yeah. it's
2: it. I mean, that's 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 definitely something he you get at the end of it where you're like, he has he needs to cope with this whole thing. He doesn't want to leave the dreamscape. He he's there, and at the end when he goes out, even when he goes out to his kids and the top keeps spinning. You know, obviously, there's a moment where it it moves a little bit here yeah, and there, it's, it's but wobbles. it's supposed to be open to interpretation. Um, He's clearly but... dreaming, though, right? He's clearly dreaming. No, Mal was right.
4: Not at all. I think. I, mean, I, I think you're just it not it supposed wobbles. to know. No, I mean, let me it read it this wobbles. part. But it
3: doesn't. It wobbles, but it doesn't fall down. And his kids no, and don't it's age at all, Kevin. Down. They don't age at all, and then he has the exact same vision of them. That makes no sense.
4: I mean, maybe it's only Dream, been six Kevin. Months. You're maybe wrong. Maybe it's only been six months. So they wore the
3: exact same clothes and played in the exact same spot. That makes sense, yeah.
0: Nolan confirmed that the ambiguity was deliberate, saying, I've been asked this question more times than I've ever been asked any other question about any film I've ever made and probably ever will. What's funny to me is that people really do expect me to answer it. Uh, The film's script concludes with, behind him on the table, the spinning top is still spinning, and we fade out. No one yeah. said I put that cut there at the end, imposing an ambigu- ambiguity from outside the film that always felt the right ending to me. It always felt like the appropriate kick to me. The real point of the scene, and this is what I tell people, is that Cobb isn't looking at the top; he's looking at his kids. He's left it behind. That's the emotional significance of the thing yeah. to him. This is reality.
1: He's accepted this is reality. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I am just always so impressed by this movie. This movie I've probably seen the most second to uh, the Prestige, and. It still hits me in every moment that it should, and every big build up still gets me going, and my heart is racing uh and I think I think he does such a great job with there's something uh deeper and darker happening, and Leonardo DiCaprio is sort of kind of telling you the behind the scenes of what's mm-hmm. kind of really happening, and we cut back to action that I still enjoy. I think this movie is like while we're watching it, it's like, this is so pretentious, right? And it's become kind of a meme in pop culture to make fun of loving Inception. And you're kind of, you know, it's like kind of silly to like, ah, you like Inception? But it's It's so heady and it's so all over the place, but damn, I love it. Like it just, it hits every note for me where it's, isn't that, is it really it, a thing where they're like, do you want to make fun of it? I mean, Inception's a masterpiece. This movie. Yeah. I, I just, fantastic. I just always, yeah, I, I've, you know, I think, you know, it's a type of the movie where the Simpsons will make fun of it. and family guy oh. will make fun of it. And like, it's one of those, uh, South park will kind of make fun of it. Burger, uh, Bob's, I was going to say burging. Bob's burgers. Bob um, <laughs> it's one of those movies that gets referenced in pop culture as like, oh, uh, you know, I still don't get what happened to that movie, but you know, what was really going on? But I, I still, it just still blows me away from a craftsmanship perspective. And yes, they are throwing all these really heady. uh, I I mentioned the same thing that uh, Nick actually said a little while ago where I was like, all right, this is a great tutorial level, Uh, but it's, it's still so good. And it moves so fast for me. I, it was 930 and we, you know, I was with Tim and we watched it and it was, I thought it was over so fast and so but you're funny. still going and there's incredible moments. And then suddenly Joseph Gordon-Levitt's fighting in a hotel room sure. that's spinning. And it's just, it's fucking awesome. Like this movie See. is awesome. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's interesting oh, it's because different. the, the movie for this upon watching it a second time, it was, it was the opposite, right? Where every time they kept cutting back to that van, that was slowly just falling into the, into the ocean or into the bay below. I was like, that is kind of what this movie's like for me, where, I just kind of want that thing to hit, and uh, you start looking at it, I'm like, I get that he's, like, we're fighting, everyone's fighting their own little battle on each in each Layers. level of, of the thing, but at a certain point, I was like, I don't really, I don't know, I sort of lost interest in sort of what was happening, but what's interesting is at, uh, what I did find interesting a lot more this time around was everything between Leonardo DiCaprio and, Ma- and Mal, Which prior to that, I was like, I don't give a shit about any of this. I just want to see if they can put the idea in his brain. And but but I found the relationship a little bit more um, thrilling in this one. I paid a little bit more attention to that specifically, like when she's standing on the other side of the hotel room and she's like, "I'm gonna jump off." You're like, "Fuck, this is intense." So they had they had they did a really good job with that. That was real intense.
1: Yeah, Yeah. the I was I told Tim I was like, I think we were maybe halfway through. I said, I don't think Hans Zimmer stopped playing damn music. He's still going, bro. (laughs) Like the the music is just (laughs) constant. It's constantly behind the acting and it amplifies it in, in such an incredible way. And they, like the, just that final sequence of they wake up and they're on the plane and the music's playing and Justin Gordon-Levin and Ellen Page kind of give them this look like, holy fuck, we did it yeah up, up until he meets Michael King in the airport. Hey, you're My good. You're good. Cup, cup, you're good. Cup. And they get off the plane and the lead like all of that music just builds up so perfectly. And it's, it's just one of those things that like you show film students, this movie, and say, like, there's some awesome shit in this you, that you can really learn from. This took him eight years to write, right? Mm-hmm. To get to the final version, because then he yeah. realized at some point the
0: horror thing's not working, we have to make it a heist movie, but then he's like, the heist movie's not going to have enough emotional uh, key beats to fit, so that's when they added the Mal stuff to like, kind of like make it all fit. I love the combination of the acting, the, the, the actors, the cast, the music, the story and just how ambitious this entire thing is and i feel that's where the exposition comes into play because it has to uh for them to go as deep as they do this movie starts with the dream within a dream like that to me was always the coolest thing i remember in theaters like being mind blown by that and cont- this is now my fourth or fifth time watching it i'm still like so it's, impressed it's still, with, still how tricked far, me. <laughs> <laughs> with how far they take it and it's just like yeah and then they're gonna deal with gravity and they're gonna have to figure out like they have this team it's a, they're assembling a team for a heist like All the things I love about movies are kind of presented here, but there is that added level of we got to do cooler stuff. It's dreams. we got to do cooler stuff. The only things that kind of let me down are I don't feel there was ever an emotional moment that I like really connected with. Like I feel like I'm supposed to be welling up towards the end and I'm not at all, Hmm. uh, which is fine. But I just feel like that that was a missed opportunity because there's something about their relationship that even seeing them as old people, I was like, this isn't hitting me how it, it feels like they're trying to make me feel uh, and the other thing is the the dream within a dream within a dream, the third level when they're kind of just in a James Bond snow base. Yeah. I just felt like it is kind of out of place. And I get that they did it to like make it just a visual contrast to everything. And super different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but for a movie about dreams, I was always let down. I still kind of am that we didn't get any fucking crazy wacky shit in the levels of dreams. Every yeah, day get- all three levels were kind of just like. Okay, it's a hotel. It's a uh, you know just like random streets. Why
2: why would point? everyone need to be naked? Naked? Why would that be a wacky shit for you? <laughs> Dreams, right? It's true. Everyone's always naked, or you're always naked. Everyone but, else is. Naked? Idea, yeah,
4: absolutely, you are. Isn't the idea that they're trying to trick the person? They're trying to either steal the extract the information or incept the information in, into to like not know that it's a dream. Otherwise, well, the they... subconscious will attack. No. all the. External. but dreamers. not by the time
0: we get to the third level because well, that's yeah, no, when even that's... on the second level they're like it's Damn. a dream.
4: Yeah, but in the third level they're tr- telling the guy that they're in the his uncle's br- dream, stealing his uncle's. Yeah, they're
2: trying to trick him, but that's that's why I yeah. like that level, Kevin. Though. That's why I like where he goes to no, the I... bond level because it's in his imagination right. what's happening there. Yeah. And so it gets crazier and that's but it's, to, it's not to, me... just a what's sorry, up?
4: it's 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 built by the Cillian architect Murphy. so ellen page right
2: i that that i don't know because tech they keep taking the machine out and i'm assuming that ellen page is building all of these mm-hmm. because yeah, these even mates. the machine in the thing is not you're not going in that person's mind so i think she is the architect the whole time right she is yes yeah. but again, yeah, on that, she made on the that last one
3: remember right. uh Ames, Eames, whatever uh bane
2: gave her the idea of putting in the, the f- uh f- f- heating ducts or yeah, yeah. the ac ducts right okay so you, it's not so it's not Celia Murphy's; it's hers. And then he goes like, "Yeah, yeah don't he's don't the tell arch- me she's he's...
3: the architect on everything." Yeah, yeah.
2: And so he's why, the... why then? If and this is the other, I, I, I have a few questions here. One, I like this. This is when we're actually discussing. I enjoy it. Yeah. That. Why, uh, why then would anything from Leonardo DiCaprio's subconscious be able to infect any of the stuff? Like, so, are they in his head? Who's head of the?
4: When they're all connected, their um, subconscious, yeah, yeah are, are all shared together. So certain things can leak through other things so uh it was the the train was leonardo dicaprio's so yeah. yeah yeah right that's
3: the train
2: that kills mal right? yeah
4: well no that's the train that kills that both. killed them both yeah, woke yeah, him the up. first
2: time yeah, yeah second yeah. second question for you how did they get out of limbo
3: because they- it was that he had for they had both forgotten who they were, and so like to get out of limbo, you have to remember that you're in a dream and doing this thing. It's kind of like you got to come to the realization that you're in limbo again, and so when you're alone, there's no one there to piggy to piggyback off of and bounce those random errant ideas off of. Mm-hmm. But when corn on the cob sits down with sato and they are like hey okay hold on he says one part he says the other part they start parodying back they have that moment of realization of kind of figuring it out it's very Mm. much like justice league a midsummer nightmare which reunited the justice league we all wanted back in the Mm. 90s and how they 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 were in a world without superpowers and then when they all started uniting they remembered who they really were
4: right
0: so going back to what i was saying about like there's a theory that this might be incepting into leo's mind yeah Uh, this is a good jump off point for that because it involves the old Saito bit and uh, getting out of limbo and all that stuff so a big key thing is like having the uh a fact go from layer to layer down in order for it to be consistent so that's why the number is so consistent uh in going into is it is it Cillian Murphy or is it Killian Murphy Killian Killian Murphy's dreams
1: yeah um, somebody corrected me recently and I was oh, always happy said Cillian me, me too. too I always me said too. the guy
0: for 20 days later you learned something here on uh, YouTube.com/slash yeah. kind of funny. It's great. Um, so the phrase, do you want to be an old man full of regrets, waiting to die alone, is the number for Leonardo DiCaprio, where it comes back in through like with the with it links between those things, but it really is Mal incepting that idea because into his mind because they do grow old and that becomes his reality in those worlds. And then his actual totem is his wedding ring, which he when you watch the movie. Uh, if you're looking for it, his wedding ring only appears in scenes where he's dreaming. Many times in the movie, the scene cuts away right before you see his hand, so you don't know. Wow, cool shit! Mm. But it's just like if that's a consistent thing that does line up in the movie, following the rules that they
1: presented. I I just love it. I, I think it's always just so damn. It, it just always blows my mind. I'm just always impressed by the amount of detail put into everything. And uh, there was a moment, um, sort of midway through, where character proposes a question and says yeah but what if this and this happens and the other character says well blah 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 and it's like it's totally nolan just being like don't worry i got that shit covered too like (laughs) i thought of everything dude (laughs) that
2: was that's a little that's where i started getting a little bit bored because they always like they stop every 15 minutes to kind of reevaluate the rules and add more. And not the least of which was like the the big one where like, if you die in a dream, you wake up and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then move way through like, oh, not this dream though. You're too this sedated. Dream, you're too deep. You're too sedated because we use this sedating pill. So if you die in this dream, you go to limbo and someone has to go get you. And I was like, okay, well we just redid the rules there. That's fine. No, no, nothing better than redoing your own rules about 45 minutes into the movie, but that's cool. It's all good.
1: Nah, but, but I don't agree with that because they like the whole point was the fact that Leo didn't tell them, exactly what was happening and that's why everybody gets all angry at him like i i no i
2: i get that but like to me i'm like there's there's moments where you can tell they wrote them they were like we need to up the stakes here and one of those moments was hey if you die in a dream like i i just there's there's some things that i wish they would have simplified a little bit right i think the rules should have been laid out right in that first part where it's like you die in a dream you go and fucking stuck in limbo you go crazy so don't die in a dream like this is this is fucking Nightmare on Elm Street, right? You die in the dream, you die in real life. That's cool. But in reality, like, because, if you know, in the first part, he shoots the guy in the head. He shoots, I think it's JGL in the head. Yeah. And he wakes um, up yeah. and he's like, damn it, I woke up from a dream because I died. And then midway through, like, oh, no, 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 no. This will, we have to have this super pill or super serum that we give everyone that goes that deep into the, and keep them that asleep. I just think it was like, it, it just convolutes everything and gets a little bit in the way of the storytelling for me, just I, to, just to discuss.
4: I do like with that, they had the explanation of like, oh well we didn't think he'd be like trained to fight us in this way so there to them there was no risk of dying in the dreams right cuz they thought they were just going to hit this dude, and he was just gonna have a well, no, but he doesn't. He doesn't
2: tell him that. He doesn't tell him that until they go into the dreams that it's dangerous for them. To be well, yeah, like but that, he doesn't
4: right? know that, that he's got a militarized subconscious. Mind, it's not gonna be dangerous, right? Yeah. That's
2: not what I'm arguing. What I'm arguing is that it's silly, and I'm I'm like just the rules at, at the beginning of it to simply everything yeah. should have been more simple. Like make it, it it's, make, really really dangerous silly. to go into dreams from the get go, because right off the, at the beginning you're like, oh, they can just pop into these guys' dreams at all, and there's no consequences. And then midway through the movie that there becomes consequences, where I feel like that kind of is to the detriment of the overall like uh, the, the overall like tension and the drama of the movie oh, I, I think it would have been cool if they just laid everything out in the first like 20 minutes of the movie like you normally would the first act is here are the rules of this world you die in a dream it's you're gonna go fucking crazy so don't it's, die in the dream because your wow. brain doesn't know what's reality see,
3: and what's my, thing, my thing is i disagree because i did like it and i because it was that i'm with you that in the first you know with the original rules laid out you are kind of like all right Weird stakes. Clearly, Leonardo Artic- or Cobb's losing his mind, or whatever here. And then when you get into that world, and you feel like, oh man, there's all these, uh, you know, um, security agents here. He's, you know, what we talked about in the very front of the movie of I can teach you to defend yourself. That's happened here uh, to Scarecrow. And now we're having this conversation of. Well, we're so deep and we've taken this super sedative, right? That the rules don't normally apply. And I, that was even on a rewatch of this, and in, in the moment last night of watching it, I had that of like twinging your chest, like, oh, fuck, like, yeah. you know, this is serious. There's- there is a different thing. He has, he has trespassed here. He's crossed the line with them too, right? right. And it was, and, and I liked, I really appreciated that Tom Hardy did exactly what I would have thought to do in that situation, like, cool, I'm just going to sit here. Fuck you guys. I'm out. And he's like, well, no, everybody's going to get here. And it was this situation where as you know the bad guy or not the bad guy but the douchebag Cobb is to bring them in without these telling them everything I like that you can then see it collapsing around them and they have to come no matter what I like
2: I think they could have done that without having to stop every 15 minutes and reevaluate and add new rules to everything and then have these two side characters that are Ellen Page and Joseph Gordon-Levitt basically be there narrating the entire film for the audience like I think there could have been a lot simpler ways to do this because literally I mean there's a moment where he's like okay we're in I'm in this bar with him and I'm gonna we're doing the Charlie bit whatever it is and then they have to stop and be like well here's what the Charlie bit is everyone this is where you tell the guy he's in a dream and it's very very dangerous let's go back to the story and they and, uh, literally turn it's, about it's, and like watch it's him in the so bar again much,
4: it's, it's written so much better than how you're uh, like explaining because well no I mean it, don't get me wrong the dialogue well, no, is on. great but it's, it's it's just it's so it's but, but every five minutes like we're the, stopping the to the, tell dialogue the audience dialogue makes a lot of sense uh, in the that like there are people in this heist crew that are new to it so it's like when they're using Norman, like, uh, you know, Gnoman No, Colin Play- Page Page's new. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like they do a good job of making the explanation, like, fun and kooky and being like, oh, sure. he's, he's got to go with Mr. Charles or whatever the, the name was. Yeah, and yeah, her yeah. being like, wait, what's that? And it's like, even though I've seen this movie before, like, I didn't remember exactly what the, that plan was going to be. So when, like, they're like, well, we did this, and they're like it didn't work, and it's I, I don't know I like that the way they they uh I love the,
0: that. I, again I I'm yeah, not, I'm not, called him called uh Ellen Page Ice Tea.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't get I it. I don't get it. I don't get it from uh, SBU. Yeah. Do it, Andy. Oh, uh, how, so, so wait. So you're money? telling
1: me that these are obstacles? Oh, yeah. Okay, and yeah they'll yeah, come yeah. after yeah. me. <laughs> like, <okay. laughs> don't get
2: me wrong. I mean, there's always a character like that in an adventure movie. Like that. Yeah, that but, is a, a yeah. tried and true trope for a writer to put a brand new character in there because that's where the audience is, and you get to explain yep. to the character instead of turning to the camera and be like, "Hey, Nick, you're sitting in the theater. You don't understand this." It's just normally you would sort of all of those things would be established by roughly the first act, and then we'd be on the ride for the rest of it. And it's just this movie so complex that they have to stop and explain that to you guys. And to me, when the first time I watched this, I was like, I'm enthralled by this. It could literally be Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Tom Hardy fucking a little picture-in-picture picture box being like, all right, let's stop for a second. Here's what we're doing now because the concepts are so fucking cool and the sci-fi is so cool. It's just the second time watching it, I'm like, all right, I feel like I'm studying for an exam right now and I just want to get this done so I can go on and, and enjoy my weekend, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I get I what you're saying. Feel...
0: I just I disagree because, like I said earlier, like I like this movie starts with a dream within a dream. It's it starts where it's like we're already going deeper than what this would be could be to to make it a, a simpler experience for the audience. Like I like that they had this whole team. They set up a world that I have so many questions about what we don't see in this movie. Mm-hmm. Of like, so obviously there are people out here doing this. And when we see the when we go to the chemist and it's like there's this whole group of people that just go there every day to to sleep and dream and stuff. It's like this world exists. These aren't the only people to do this. We even see, uh, in the beginning of the movie, they have a different team member that betrays them. And it's like, I love that. I, that concept of this is not only a thing that exists for them. There's other teams that do this as well. Enough teams that the, uh, uh Killian Murphy's character legitimately has security being put into his dreams to deal with it all. Mm-hmm. Like that shit's so fucking cool. And that's why I do appreciate, uh, the rules kind of, being able to adapt and change throughout it because these guys are so pro that they are going further than we've ever done before. They're trying to accept a thing. And I love the 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 lines of dialogue where they're talking about we're gonna do inception. And the, half the characters are saying like that's not possible. But then they get to Tom Hardy and he's like, oh no, it's possible. It's just hard. Like all of this shit exists. Like this could have been done before uh, with other teams. They wouldn't know. I just love that there's it goes so, so, so yeah. deep and this team is so good at being able to adapt. And that to me is what the rules can change, but they're able to adapt, and because yeah. they're so good at their job, being their positions on their team.
1: One of my, I think one of my favorite parts in the movie. I mean, uh, again, it's littered with them because there's just a lot of moments that have that sort of mind fuck, uh, Holy mind shit! Fuck. I-, I can't believe he thought of this too. But I absolutely love when they are in the hotel and convince Killian Murphy that his uncle is trying to steal everything from him or whatever, and and they get the uncle there and they're like so what was happening before this he was like well he was being tortured well did you see him getting tortured yeah that's great and then Killian murphy's like oh shit oh my god they're getting me and he's like well we gotta we gotta go in right now Killian." and it's like it's so it's so mission impossible yeah it, it it's so tom cruise and the mm-hmm. crew like you know uh inside of uh you know pretending to be wolf blitzer or whatever the fuck like right. i just <laughs> i love yeah. i I absolutely love shit like that. And then, like, you just know that as the audience, like, oh, we're in and we're in on this together. And we hope, holy shit, I hope that they're going to get Celine Murphy in this dream and then trick him again. And it's just awesome. man. yeah, I do. <laughs> I
2: do want to give a shout out to Tom Berenger coming back and be like, yeah. yeah, what's up? I just, watched Ma- I just watched Major League like uh, two weeks <laughs> yes. ago. And I was like, fucking love. I forgot Tom Berenger was in this movie. Also, yeah. I do want to give a shout out to Tom Hardy in this because I feel like Tom Hardy is so. This is like the first time I remember actually seeing Tom Hardy. And being like, ah, this guy's a really good fucking actor. And yeah. then you've seen him in so many different things since, but going back and watching him, he's so much more like suave yeah, and like debonair. And I love that was moment was where he goes, where J- uh, JGL's trying to shoot the guy off the thing and he just can't get him. <laughs> like, and big. then Tom Hardy walks up, he's like, you have to learn how to dream bigger, love. It just fucking shoots him with a, so him with a grenade launcher. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, um, I just, I, I, I love how every one of his lines is so. You know, neatly delivered. He's just he's the coolest just character. He's a damn world. good actor. Yeah, he's good awesome. MVP. Are we already calling yeah.
4: him the VMP? MVP? I'm going
2: to call him MVP.
0: Really? I'll, I'll, wow. I'll give it, I, I mean, there's so many. This, in this is, this is that, a tricky oh, one. The MVP of this movie is undeniably Hans Zimmer. But next up, I'll give it to Tom Hardy just because, like, cool. yeah, what a fucking pleasure,
1: man. Yeah, I was going to give it to Tom Hardy or Ellen Page because, um, you know, <laughs> Ellen Page is sort of the one who thinks like, hey, we have we can go one deeper and then you have to resuscitate him. You have to do the little like fucking heartbeat thing uh to wake up Killian when we're here in the snow level. Like that was all her doing. They're fucked right there. Uh but then Han, you know Tom Hardy's the one who like holds everybody off and fights a giant campaign level of Goldeneye. <laughs> Dude, <you> I know.
4: <laughs> there, there's one.
2: By the way, there's a moment when that scene starts. First off, everything they were and that's dope. I love the the snow camo so cool. where everything's white, including cool. their guns. The fact that they're there's a moment to this place is awesome. I know. Too. It's <laughs> fucking rad. So it it automatic. Like that was the first that scene when I saw this the second time. I was like, God, this looks like such a fucking like. Let Christopher Nolan direct a Bond movie. A. B. So, there's a moment where Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hardy, and JGL are talking to each other, and I'm like, anyone. One of these guys could be James Bond. Done. This level was based on uh, James Bond, on Her Majesty's Secret, Secret Service. Service. Yeah, that makes sense because it looks exactly like. The, I mean, that whole movie is like up on the top of this of a mountain, and in the Alps or whatever. Yeah, it's really cool. The
1: architecture very brutalist. Like, I just got so many control vibes from the the rotating rooms and the weird uh, architecture and yeah. things. Just not f- things. Like, I, I think what's brilliant about it is that. It isn't what I loved about it was it wasn't this crazy fantasy world, and I think that's what Tim wanted. Tim wanted like weird sort of dream shit, but I love that it no, was. No, Greg wanted that. Greg wanted no, no, no. Oh, Greg wanted that. That's not. That's, that's that. to, Greg be, wanted to be clear about what I was saying
0: is I I'm not saying I necessarily wanted the last part to be that. I just wanted at some point to get some of that because the only time dream. we ever get talking crazy animals. stuff is when Leonardo DiCaprio is talking to Ellen Page, you know. and we see the the right. flip. Otherwise, everything else is just normal unless something's going wrong. And it's like, even if just like uh, for the hotel bit, if there was a bit more of that going on, I think that would be real cool. We get a little bit with the gravity stuff, but that's more due to what's going on a level above but, instead of it being a unique dream
2: so but i think that is based more on christopher nolan's commitment to sort of trying to do everything as practically as possible and mm-hmm. to me i think that I, I respect the shit out of that like he could have obviously obviously they used CG in the moments where she's like bending the town back onto itself and some of the other elements but i think he likes doing stuff as, as much stuff in lens as possible and i remember reading articles about how they did those hallway scenes with like yeah, build, the, constructing the, the, the different trailer, hallways right? on gimbals and like yeah and moving them like yeah, that's rotating that's them and shit great. it's so fucking cool and it really – it adds to the funness of that part where he's fighting the guy up the wall. And, you know, it's, it's just cool.
4: Uh, I got a lot I, of uh, facts have, about that stuff as quick, well, actually. Lay so, the
2: facts
0: on. Yeah.
4: I have one, like, question about that scene that I, I feel like it's weird that it's not explained. And I kind of feel like maybe it's broken a little bit. So when uh, JGL is fighting in the hallway and things are rotating and they're falling because gravity is switching, right, because the car is spinning – Why are the people in the hotel not falling around that are in the bed in the hotel room next door? Wouldn't they also be falling off the bed and rolling around in the room being woken up?
2: Maybe, but they're also in a dream at this point. So maybe they don't experience it. Maybe they don't feel it.
4: No, but that's the thing. Because
2: they feel it in a different way in the other level, right? Where like shit, they get the avalanche and all
4: that stuff. Sure, but we know that their physical bodies or at least – yeah so i see what you're saying like their faces
1: yeah. would have hit their faces would have hit the ceiling of the hotel right? and tumbled around the yeah, wall yeah.
4: maybe but isn't it infected, all
2: based but... on your perception of whether or not you're aware of what's happening to you in the dream like jgl's awake in that level everyone else is in the next level of consciousness so they don't but we they don't see their bodies it.
4: floating later on you know what i mean i guess like, you, though, do, yeah. you do see him floating in the actual yeah. van too, and like so he has him. to trigger the elevator which is brilliant to like yeah. fake gravity yeah,
1: or, yeah. Know, and I, a, and I love that moment because yeah. we were as as we were watching it, you know, and and uh, J. Yeah. looking around. He's like, "How do I simulate a yeah. kick? How do I yeah. simulate gravity?" And I mean, then like it's so overly complicated, but awesome, dude. Yeah, Andy, like, suddenly, get,
2: For a moment, when you were watching him floating in space, did you ever think like they must have just shellacked his hair back so it didn't, you know? Because that's always the thing that the give like the the tell. When someone's not really floating in gravity is that the hair is not floating. So, Andy, they just slicked his hair oh, back. Yeah. His,
4: it so good.
0: Nolan, in an interview, Nick actually was talking about that. Yeah. He was with, like we Maybe. made
2: sure that uh, we used as much product as
0: possible and that the characters consistently through the movie had that so that it wasn't like out of place for this. And that's yeah. why Ellen Page's hair yeah, was put up in a bun. Yeah, pulled back. Makes yeah. sense. For for the, sense. that level. But wait, Kev. Sorry. I don't remember the the people in the room at so the yeah. So,
4: yeah, JGL is fighting in the hallway. He literally mm-hmm. is, has just stolen the bombs from the, the floor underneath where the room is, right? Mm-hmm. And he's running around. And so that hallway is turning and spinning. Yeah. So the people in the room upstairs should also be experiencing that. Do we that, see them, though? No, we don't see them till later when there's no gravity and they're all just floating in the middle of the room. JGL goes
2: back into that room. They're all fucked up and all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) One person's in the closet. What the fuck happened?
4: But they made it clear to say the way the sedative worked is it did not trigger the part of your brain that uh, tells you you're off balance so that Mm. you'd still feel that sense of, of falling, right? That would still wake you up. So if they're bouncing around in that room... Even if they're under this incredibly strong sedative, it, it should like, have woken <gasps> them up. Yeah, Here's the kick, like an yeah. artificial yeah. kick. Yeah.
1: Gotcha, 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 gotcha,
4: gotcha. Oh No, a real kick because suddenly the gravity of the rooms. Yeah, but I over. mean like
1: artificial meaning like that one's supposed to be the real one. Right. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, the real yeah, yeah, kick yeah. was supposed to be something else. Yeah. yeah.
4: So that's, that's the only like thing where like when we go and see them all floating, clearly their bodies were moving around. It's weird that they didn't wake up. Yeah. That's the only point in the movie where I was like, that's fucking weird.
1: Greg, Greg, can you call Christopher Nolan right now? Sure. Okay. Oh, no, actually I have my phone on. Actually, Sorry. Greg, can oh, you um,
4: DM Vinny?
3: But isn't, I just think
4: it comes just down to, try. I mean,
3: to be serious about this, uh, doesn't it just come down to what dream level you're conscious in? Or no, is that no, not it?
4: No, because, like, everyone gets kicked when the car hits the water, right? All right? Well, no, they
3: all get kicked simultaneously. They get kicked up through the other dreams. That's why there has to be a kick in every layer. It's not just the van that's kicking them. They needed to simultaneously kick out of each
2: one of the levels to come back to react. Right. In the snow level, okay. it was the, the right. detonations that he set. Right. In, in the elevator level, it's it was the, a, it's the, the, the elevator. elevator. Yeah. And then the other one. the van the water and the van. That's yeah. why That's why I'm always confused. As if you how the missed fuck they one, one of them, you'd be stuck. Got that's gotcha. why I'm always confused. How and that, that out of
3: limbo.
4: Now you're making some sense.
3: And that's the thing with... Uh, remember, it's in the snow level when the snow falls, and they're like, Was that it? Do we miss it? And he's like, Yeah, we missed it, but we have one more shot when we hit the water, right? Like, they need to have it all simultaneously. That's why they keep checking their watches, man. And- I so- would have
1: fucked up the kick so bad. <laughs> oh
2: my god, <laughs> yeah, god totally! It's, it's so- but, like, do you ju- here's my question for the kick do you just decide to wake up with the
4: kick? Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking too. Or do you, are you like, did they all just it- have to tip over at that point?
2: Right when they kick him in the water, like when they, so when they do when they're doing all of the the tests where they kick him over in real life and he wakes up, uh-huh. like it, they just wake isn't up, that right? what the
4: kick is? Yeah.
2: So like, doesn't someone need to kick him in real life to wake him up? I don't understand how the kick in a dream works versus the kick in reality. Because at one point he, he pushes him. We get that awesome Phantom Flex shot. Yeah. Where yeah, it was the first time the I the ever bathtub. remember hearing about the Phantom Flex, where he like gets and they had to use like ten thousand watts of light on his face or whatever. Wait, but he what goes the in the, the bathtub. A Phantom Flex? It's the super slow motion camera um, oh, that they yeah. use okay. for Got it, okay. those yeah, things, yeah. 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 Um, but I'm just I'm confused. Like I would I thought the kick needed to happen in real life. I thought but so. I guess too. The, what? the kick needs to happen in the dream. I don't know. It's kind of confusing to me.
4: Like the the kick is, I guess, a train, right? So you have to jump on the train to get taken out
0: wait like, well, hold on does the kick have to happen in real life when does well, that no, happen?
3: Cause, it cause come back i know what you're talking about and yes in the water when he gets kicked into the water right, the all right, wake yeah, up, right, yeah. right. but again remember but, that was in a dream
2: yeah that was in real life okay so but the kick is you have to feel the feeling of falling right like you do in a dream the whole concept behind the kick was you're dreaming and you're falling and you oh i feel like, and it wakes you up right that was what that's based off of i think is yes, what he yeah. said so it but that makes sense so, why wouldn't they immediately get kicked out the second they the van started falling off rolling
4: the over. bridge? yeah.
2: Or rolling over. Anytime, like, the second that van fell off the bridge, you would start feeling the feeling of falling. Does it have to wait until you almost hit the ground like you would in a dream? No, I,
4: I guess I think, it, I think
2: it's you
1: have to be awoken uh, by a, a moment of impact, which okay. is why... Wh- I mean, that's that why right. they, no, they, no, they their, the first their kick, faces hit the elevator.
4: No, but the, the first kick was when the... the... Um, when the one that the van van started going over off, right so which it,
3: theoretically i don't know if they show but that would have woken I, the driver right? i think
4: greg is right well the
2: I don't yeah know. that would have woken
4: the driver because yeah. he might
3: yeah. have, have i, 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 I think of they get home. around it because i just don't remember them ever showing in the long fall him there i think so i think that's what wakes him and then the water wakes them
4: right i think greg what you said is correct in the sense that like i, I think you were the one that just said this they, it's whatever level they're in. They have to. Yeah, you have be to be aware kicked yeah. that the level above is kicking, right?
3: They have to be. You have to be kicked in the level you're in, to get out of the level you're in.
4: So I think, like, so yeah. let, let's go all the way down in limbo. Uh, Ellen Page jumps, like, throws the guy off the the right. building and jumps, right? Yeah. Then they go up to the other level with the snow. The snow the tower blows up. Explosion. Yeah. And then I guess that's that's the fall, right? Yeah and then above that is the elevator that pushes. Yeah. Uh and then above and then that it's the is van, the, the van the van that wakes them back wake up, up into the real world. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it all has to be simultaneously set up.
0: Got it. So with that, the reason that when the van was like tumbling, that didn't wake them up because they weren't kicked in the layer below. Correct. Them. Yes. And they correct. Were same, one that's the same that, reason. That's why I'm saying the driver yeah. would yeah. Uh, get kicked uh, first when day. we're in the hotel and they're like fall, flying around in gravity in this room. That doesn't yes. matter because that they're not being kicked below. Got yeah.
4: It. They're still in that dream state where time is going slower. Right. Wow. Yeah. This this wow. shit is deep. Um, I didn't I didn't give you my thoughts on, on this movie, but I enjoy the shit out of it. I think this might be the second time I've ever watched this movie, and um, I, I enjoyed it so much more the second time, where it's like the first time, it's fun because it's a mystery where you're trying to understand fully what's happening, and it's funny because like I, I actually feel the same way about The Sixth Sense, where it's like when you watch it a second time, you can get so much more out of all the pieces that go into it, you know? Where it's like suddenly now you're looking at it, in its completion. Like you're looking at the big picture of it, and you can have these sort of conversations. It's, I I can't believe how good of a creator Nolan is.
0: What would be your totem, Kevin?
4: Cecil. Um, you know that was he my first. God, that was my just hold response, Cecil. it's got to be something small. They'd be like, how no? do you keep bringing this dog with you into the dreams? <laughs> like ah. <laughs> <laughs> what would be uh, so uh, oh, uh, probably uh, leatherman. a leatherman and a
0: leatherman yeah. you know where you can buy it's... a leatherman oh, oh. oh. oh.
2: oh. 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 <laughs> you can save
0: for money on your totem using honey we all shop online and we've all seen the promo code field taunt us at checkout it doesn't need to do that anymore thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past honey is a free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one uh it finds to your cart i've saved thousands of dollars using honey so is joey so is kind of funny so is kevin and soon he will be saving when he buys uh leatherman them be his uh, inception totem uh when you check out the honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons and it just does it. It just searches the internet, finds you the best coupons and just saves you money. Uh, Honey has found over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. A lot of money saved. Uh, if you don't already have Honey, you're straight up missing out on free savings. It's super easy to install into your browser. You never need to think about it again. It just automatically works for you. It's literally free. It stalls in a few seconds. By getting it, you're doing yourself a solid and supporting this show in review. Uh, get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash morning. That's joinhoney.com com slash morning also i want to give a shout out to hello fresh you can get fresh measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with hello fresh america's number one meal kit hello fresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking fun easy and affordable last night andy cortez came over to watch little inception gia made some burgers that burger HelloFresh, baby. Over 90 percent of ingredients are sourced directly from growers to ensure the freshest recipes are delivered to your door. HelloFresh offers contactless delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. Uh, Their pre-portioned ingredients mean there's less prep for you and less food waste. Uh, You can keep your fridge stocked by adding extra proteins or sides like garlic bread to your weekly order. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Garlic bread's fantastic. Uh, HelloFresh is committed to making fresh, delicious food available now more than ever and has taken extra steps to keep its employees and customers safe. Uh, let's see here. This is America's number one meal kit. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash 80morning and use code 80morning to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. That is HelloFresh.com slash 80morning. As your code. And then finally, shout out to HIMS. Uh, a common issue men face but don't always want to sh- talk about is erectile dysfunction. 40% of men by age 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. Uh, guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing. You shouldn't do either of those things. They instead can turn to medicine and science. That's a much better option. Uh, you can check out Hims. You can discover the tiny pill worthy of a big celebration. 4 uh, com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Andy and Nick have been using their uh, <laughs> hair loss prevention stuff for a very long time now. Isn't that right, Andy? It sure is. there is. sure is. How easy is sure
1: right. It's
2: super easy. All you got to do is go online, answer a few questions, and uh, if they think you're a good candidate for it, they will prescribe you the medication. I've been using the finestride, uh, also the shampoo and the vitamins, and recently started using the conditioner, and I really like it a oh,
0: lot. Stay conditioned,
2: like man. Uh, yeah. You can try HIMS
0: today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash KFMS. That's F O R H I M S.com slash KFMS. Forhims.com slash KFMS. Prescription products are subject to medical provider approval and require an online consultation consultation with a medical provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate you can see the website for full details and safety information this could cost hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy one more time that's for kfms
1: man that vitamin is delicious eating it right now mm, I That biotin inviting i missed getting back
0: some yep. getting back here to a little bit of uh, some uh, some facts here obviously this movie won a lot of awards all right. Uh, it won four Academy Awards, including Best Cinematography, Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Visual Effects, and was nominated for four more Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, Best Art Direction, and Best Original Score. Uh, it was the third most pirated film of 2010, oh. uh, with 9.72 million downloads. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, Avatar,
2: at oh. 16.58 million, and Kick-Ass. At 11.4. Oh. It's interesting. It's interesting that he won best sound mixing because I always so feel like his sound is so, 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 like a little too dynamic. Like, I remember watching Interstellar, and I'll be interested to see if you, how you guys react to this. I'm sure you guys have way better sound setups than I do, but like, the louds in Nolan's film are so fucking loud compared to where the dialogue is what, that it, inner, almost, it almost, like I was, I was writing it over and over again. Like I don't, Nate, I don't mind it when
4: you're sitting in theaters because you get shocked and it's awesome. One but question: man, for It was tough. Are mm-hmm. you watching this on Amazon? Mm-mm. Okay.
2: Now this one, I think I watched this one on. I want to say I watched this on Netflix. No, I
4: can't
2: it's, remember which it's one. It's I on Amazon
4: Prime on. Video, and Amazon Prime Videos. Auto well, Amazon's notorious
2: for ter- for terrible is compression.
4: Utterly value. goddamn true. Yeah, I
2: just remember this one and um specifically Interstellar, Interstellar. when I watched yeah. it in theaters. But granted I watched I... it in IMAX, but man it was
1: loud. I didn't I didn't, I, think... I never I feel like the the Nolan loud trend started with Interstellar. That's I feel like that was the movie that started where the the Maybe. louds are and there's the music is just pumping and there's action moments and people are like McConaughey's yelling and trying to get his voice heard <laughs> behind yeah. this crazy Hans Zimmer mix or whatever. I, yeah. I, I that's one that, that I remember.
4: That uh, did, we watched Interstellar together, right? I'm in the IMAX theater.
1: Who are you
2: asking that question? All of you. I didn't. I saw it with. I think I saw it with my wife. I saw it with Fran. Yeah. Well, never I sat in like the one. very back saw it row, with and Fran I remember.
3: As well, but at a different time. <laughs> <That's>
4: How many <laughs> times did Fran I talk? Don't I don't know what I believe that really. you saw many with Fran.
1: Well, one thing I love about this movie is that I got super hooked on really minimalist art. And there was always really good minimalist art on Tumblr back in the day where they would make – people would make really cool charts of where everybody was in the dream but done in a really cool art style. So they would show like – these are all the colored circles for each character. And this is where Cobb – goes this is where he died this is where he ends up here's uh, JGL this is where he was the whole time this is where he pops up this is where his kicks were affected Um, because I'm looking at really uh, you know terribly done um, graphics and charts or whatever where everybody was and where they died and where they got kicked from and to um, but these are all done really bad but it just reminds you of really cool uh, minimalist art uh, posters that people were making back in the day but it shows here that like yeah uh so Saito died in the snowfield. he ends up in limbo. Cobb dies in the fourth level, ends up in limbo, but he's a lot younger because Saito died at such an earlier dream that the time just sort of you know uh, was super dilated or whatever. It's just cool, man. It's just so crazy cool. concepts so uh
0: talking about some of the sound stuff um that that Nick's referencing. I thought this, the mix
2: on this one was actually really good. Did you uh, like, especially I mean, with the, the music. I'm dialogue. watching it on just my TV speakers. So, um, Which, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's probably not mixed for that. I mean, it's Christopher Nolan. So I'm sure he's like, you got to have, like, you should have the best fucking sound system ever. But yeah. And it's that experience
0: was fantastic. But I love how much music is actually in this whole thing. A, a fact that, like, I was telling uh, Andy last night, and this is like common knowledge for, you know, people that grew up watching this movie and seeing Tumblr and all that shit. But the song that, that, that keeps playing, the, uh, it oh, the
2: song. Nah, nah,
0: nah. yeah that one yeah, yeah. exactly um Man, the so the blah, 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 yeah. it's just it's that song slowed down oh. really cool. so oh. that's how they're, they're feeling oh. it hearing it in the different... you guys didn't know that that's awesome i Not was like i'm yeah, 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 embarrassed no, I to bring that back up because i was like this is such a fucking like did you know basic uh, bitch inception fact <laughs> yeah. and um oh. Oh. hold on there was there was one other thing i want to go there oh a random fact that i just found out now you know the song that the in review intro does, yeah, for this. Bada, 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 that's not Hans yeah. Zimmer. <laughs> that song's called Mind Heist, and that's not Hans Zimmer. That's some dude named Zach Hemsey. That's
1: oh, cool shit. Shit.
2: wow, yeah. Mind Heist. That's right, Mind Heist is a sick ass. fucking
1: name. I, I remember a part of the score in this. I, I, I forgot what I told you it reminded me of. <laughs> oh, it reminded me of Fallout Mission Impossible Fallout when the um. When they're leading up, Nick, to the big sort of heist at the end of Fallout. And it's yes. Yes. and there was a part in this movie that reminded me exactly uh, of that with the music. Where the music's just kind of building. Oh, you know what? It's uh, JGL shooting or uh, uh, Tom Hardy shooting the, yeah. the grenade launcher at the dude. But and so much of this movie is amplified by the score. And I, again, at the end of it, I, I was. So, Tim, at the end of it, you don't feel like you're about to have a heart attack. Because I do every time.
0: No, from, from hype,
1: yes. yes. Like,
0: from it just all comes together so well, and like the music just builds and builds and builds. Like, I don't think there's ever been a movie that felt like it was building for 10 minutes so well paced. And then when it ends, and they're all just looking at each other on the plane, Mm. I feel like we did something, man. We high fives for everyone, guys. We accomplished some shit. Uh, But it's more like when that was all mixed in with kind of the uh, more M. Night Shyamalan esque reveal of him moving on from mal and uh their kind of relationship and the reveal that like they did live a whole life together and all that stuff like i felt that like was a... that was being presented in a way that's like supposed to be a bit more like uh, lovey-dovey and like like hit you in your, your your pull your heartstrings
2: and it didn't for me it felt more factual
4: mm. hmm I, I feel like moment. I felt that moment. I felt that moment Me hard.
2: Me too, Ken. yeah. Good, yeah. See, I'm I'm kind of the opposite with the on some of these with you, Tim. Like I think that the 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 intrigue and the world building and a lot of how he sets the stuff up is the most interesting aspect. I feel like. The action for me doesn't really like, and unfortunately, the action sequences in a lot of Nolan films don't do a lot for me. Um Just because I don't particularly love how he directs and shoots action, and that's not to be mistaken. But I love the look of this film. I think the cinematography is gorgeous, but I think the editing and some of the 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 way the shots are are sort of composed don't they don't contribute very well to the overall action. They and like be you bring honest. Up,
1: be honest, that. Nick. You just didn't like how JGL strangled that guy and pulled an MMA move on him when they were floating, and he oh, like good move. He got oh, it. So, yeah, he just got yeah. a rear naked on him. Um, I saw no, that move, and I was like, it doesn't look real. What? Yeah, I don't. I'd have to go back and look at it. I don't remember it specifically. It I just long. know they
2: did a strangle him. Um, <laughs> but like this was, a, this was a critique that I had of, of a lot of the Batman stuff and the Dark Knight stuff because I just don't. I think he's so good at writing stories and directing the actors and and building the worlds, but there's just from the nuts and bolts standpoint, there's so many there's so many shots in this movie where I'm like, that's a weird cutaway. Like we don't really get, we never really feel the impact of bullets, which I'm sure he does on purpose because he doesn't really, I don't think he cares so much about that. But when you contrast the action in this and, and you bring in like Mission Impossible Fallout, dude, I mean it's just it's not it, the the difference between how the action sequences in those two movies are directed is fucking night and day, night and day. And it just works so much better in Fallout because Fallout, I think, in me for me, the pacing gets broken up in this by a lot of the exposition, and we don't actually get to feel the the full effect of the tension that's been built and then released. But in Fallout, like, dude, when he's hanging off the fucking side of that thing, you feel that shit. But again, yeah. the movie, this movie's I, not about the action per se. It's about building that and 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 really being and kind of fucking with the audience the entire time and in the sci fi behind it. So in that, I think he very much achieves
1: it. There is a line that sort of shows that all of this just was a dream where Maul is talking to Leonardo DiCaprio and she's like, they're at the end. Um, well,
2: she's Um well, where she yeah. talks about all this. She's like super villains and, and corporations hunting and you and down that you don't g- think that's in your brain.
1: Yeah, giant corporations and like yeah. this crazy espionage. I was like, come on, this isn't you, man. It's and not I, real. It's not real. I, I, I love that because it, it really does sort of frame it in a way of like, oh, shit, like. Fuck! I really don't want this to just be a dream, but it just seems like she's kind of pointing him in the way of like, dude, quit playing make believe, quit playing action hero, dude. You don't wield silenced weapons and shit like that. Come on, dude. Like, I I love it's that. By mode. the way, that, yeah. shout out to silenced weapons. Silenced weapons earlier in the movie. Well,
4: Fuck, There's a cool. scene where uh, JGL is, I think it was JGL actually, might have been, uh, it's a, someone is running around and shoots. A couple of people in like the back, and then catches the caprio. Oh, it's caprio. so good! Yeah, damn it! And so again, good. when he has
1: that science weapon, I thought he could be Bond, dude, uh, just like Nick Yeah, so when cool. he's walking he's around dream, in, Saito, in Saito's first dream, it's just so cool, dude! And I, again, I,
2: I love you know. I, again, I have the criticisms of how some of this stuff shot, but the environments and how they do a lot of this stuff practically, like the moment where he looks up and the water starts spilling in, is so. It's cool. It could have been a lot like crazier. They could have, I think, augmented it a lot more with like CG and shit. But I don't think they needed to. It was just fucking rad but to see, see it happen. So with the, with that, uh, just like Christopher Nolan's previous movie, The Dark Knight, uh, no second unit team was hired for making the movie. Every single shot was filmed by Nolan and uh Wally and Wally Fister. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a second unit action director may may have helped a little bit with some of the stuff. Cause a lot of the like, you know, people obviously there's all those memes going around about like the horrible fight choreography in Dark Knight where there's guys just with guns. And I'm like, I don't know if Christopher Nolan knows what a gun is supposed to be used for, because most of the time <laughs> the guys with guns just try to hit people over the head with them over and over again in all of his movies. Granted, it makes for it makes for interesting choreography. I just don't think it works that well. Um, but like, I, th- we see that a couple times in this where like in specifically in the Tom Hardy moments where some of it works and some of it, you're just like, when those guys just fuck like they're fucking 20 feet away from him. just shoot them with the fucking gun in your hand. Don't run at him. I don't know. But they're uh, dumb projections. Wait, guys, I matter. have another. They're, they're NPCs. They're NPCs. <laughs> they're just well, standing in the, the, the
1: wall.
0: Modern. fact about the the shooting and the effects and stuff. In spite of this movie's extensive surreal effects sequences, the majority of visual effects throughout this movie, such as the Penrose stairs, rotating hallway, mountain avalanche, and zero gravity sequences, were created through practical methods, not through the use of computer graphics imagery. The movie only has around 500 visual effects shots, as opposed to most other visual effects epics, uh, which have usually upwards between two and three thousand shots. Yeah.
2: And it works. It's fun. It's it's cool to see him do that. And, and it, again, I, I think that certain times um, it could have been ramped up a little bit more, but you don't necessarily need it, you know?
4: Uh, What's I have up, another, Kev? I have another question about the, the kick. Specifically with this first sequence that we see where they he gets tossed into the tub, right? That's why we see all that water rushing in. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, beautiful shot.
4: Beautiful shot. But I feel like, doesn't that contradict what we said? because now he's going from the top level right and getting woken up you not mean when the he, other way yeah. around right well no
2: the kick i think the kick in the bottom level will be the water hitting him and then he gets kicked back up through the thing i don't know i don't know
3: wait where are you talking about this one where the very beginning the where
2: when when lucas haas kicks him into the um the, the, bathtub. the bathtub right and then and then it cuts to him in the in the cool like um a uh, Japanese-inspired like mansion, and the right. water starts pouring in through the windows. Right, and then he wakes up. What's yeah. the problem with that, that that kicks him up through. Well, they were. What Kevin we was saying? saying that the that kicks, him be, back,
3: that kicks him to the bathtub. That it is a dream. He's yeah. in the Japanese room, dream one. Then he's in the dream in the bathtub, dream two. Then they're in the real world, which in the is train. the train.
2: But train.
0: But what I don't I'm the, lost the, on what's all the, I know is Lucas. The number of the meals. levels is what's complicating this, of the one two three like it was just okay. said backward. But yeah, kind of Kevin. Like, I mean, I'm just counting levels. But sure, be. okay,
3: fine. Then he's in Dream Two, which is uh, the Japanese room. Dream One, which is the whatever bathtub room with the uh, people outside that are angry, and then real but world. But weren't we saying which is earlier
4: that that he has to get kicked from the lower dreams up, right? so, so you, you get you get that's what's from, happening
0: you get but, kicked from the one above that you're dreaming
4: yeah you have to wake up from get, the dream. he has to get
3: kicked in dream one to get out of dream two and then he has to get kicked in the real world to get out of dream one
4: okay all right okay okay right because you're always
0: waking up from the
1: dream so it has to be the one level above
4: that, yeah the so kicks happening
0: but the deeper so, um, you are the kick has to, it goes
1: down yeah i'm looking at this sort of explain chart and it's talking about what what things are and how they're affected, whether it's a basic dream within a dream or an elaborate multi-level dream. And the elaborate multi-level dreams require synchronized kicks, one from the level of the dream and the other one from a level-up timed to using music. The standard basic dream within a dream, which is what we saw right here with uh, the, you know, whatever, it just says a simple single kick works. Okay. And by the way, like, I, I uh, again, I, watching this, I, I have such a bad memory with these movies, but I forgot that they were in a dream within the dream. So I'm watching this. I'm like, why are they in some war torn country? Yeah. And, and, and like, what the fuck is happening? This is so confusing. This makes zero sense. And then they wake up on the, you know, on the that's damn right. train or no, the the carpet reveal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I love know that. he's going to rub his face on I it. I love that. Like, like, yeah, awesome. That's
2: just, that's, his, that's, uh, that's his such love a callous. cool fucking
1: moment, dude. That's such yeah. a cool moment of him being like, "This is polyester, this is a w- whatever." It's and okay. yeah, him being okay. like, okay. "Are you like? Why are you getting mad at me? I didn't fucking know he was gonna rub his face on it." It's so yeah. awesome, dude. I love it's that so actor awesome.
2: too. I forgot what he's. Greg, what he? What is he from? Lucas. He Haas. He was in, he in Dark Knight like as well. Yeah, but he was a he was a child actor. Oh, I'm open
3: Lucas Haas's uh, IMDb here. I'll let you know some things. Seems like uh, he was known for Mars Attack, The Witness, Yeah, Martian Brick.
2: The witness, I think. Rick? Is what I, I remember of. Brick. Brick. Oh, oh that's the right. He was He about. was that weird bad guy in Brick. You guys should watch Brick. He
1: was that's the main kid man. in, in, Ryan uh, in Mars Attacks. And by yeah. the way, uh, can we just like, you know, I know Ellen Page just got hired and she's sucking up to her boss. But when they're in his level, in Maul's level. And she's like, this is beautiful. It's like, dude, it looks like a, you have like, it's like a Minecraft server you haven't touched in years,
4: dude. Like, <laughs> totally. I, totally. What do you
1: She was like, this is incredible. You built all that. It's just like shitty we fucking like, copy pasted, copy pasted skyscrapers left and right. And like, you know they're walking in a waterway that makes no sense it just looks like you just copy paste it shit dude like, like we're,
0: you L- you just created the dopest james bond level of all time and you're impressed with this shit yeah like, ellen page on.
1: like yeah exactly you had a sky fold in on itself like this guy <laughs> didn't do shit man i do it i didn't... do love
2: the visual though the first time they go to it and it's the crumbling city like just walls are crumbling off yeah, the yeah, fire yeah is i thought that's that's a cool neglected visual. It reminds me of uh, it reminds me of a movie that I don't I don't love the movie itself, but I love the visuals of the movie. A movie called Dark City. Do you guys ever see that? No, With, I remember uh, that. Yeah, that Inspired us, did it? Yeah, think,
0: Dark City inspired the uh, th-
2: this movie actually like getting made. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there's a lot of visual cues I think from that. Um, and I think Dark City was a remake of an, of a different film. But anyway, um, very very cool visually. Weird fucking movie though. Weird movie. Uh, some cool
0: facts for you. Both Brad Pitt and Will Smith were offered the role of Cobb.
3: Aha, aha, that would have been cool. That would have been really cool.
0: could have been real fun. They could have both done that, yeah. And uh, James Franco was supposed to be Arthur, uh, but then the movie got pushed back production-wise, so the scheduling didn't work out, so we got JGL instead. Which, <sighs> and, man, then he,
1: and then he fell in love with him. He fell in love with JGL. God.
2: And for good reason. Yeah.
1: Man, They're I'm so great, in this, Greg, They're so
2: great you- in this movie. Great, They're so great in this movie. When are we going to get the fourth Batman movie with JGL as Batman? When's it going to happen, buddy? Never. God damn it. You know what I mean? Damn it. Could have been cool.
1: I just want to watch Tenet. I'm really sad about Tenet. Like, I just want my mind to be blown again. I want to be sitting there in a theater just alone, right? Maybe four people around me, and I'm not eating snacks. You can't eat snacks in these theaters anymore, Nick. It's really, really sad. I'm I'm going to eat fucking snacks. Huh? can't even go to the theater anymore that's probably
2: yeah, I mean, like you can't in, go to the theaters probably yeah, two bigger just, problem once inside you can't eat snacks
1: In certain theaters that have been reopened they're like they have the little graphic of the i don't even know what mascot it is but like don't no, eat dog. no food eating no eating snacks like that's oh, fucking so is sad. it the cinemark tiger what I forgot the? what happened to the cinemark tiger oh god so my question is back to the very beginning
3: <laughs> i had kevin sound i thought it was very clear but I, where does everybody come down do you think that He's back in reality. Do you think Mal was right? Where are we at that? I'm going to start with Andy Cortez.
1: Um, I do not think it was a dream. I think that the top Ooh. starts to topple. Yeah. The top starts to topple towards the very, very end. Mix and again, again, yes, his oh, kids do thanks. look the same, but still. Uh,
2: the Mix first time I watched this, I was like, oh, this, this top started to topple. He's back. But the second time watching it more critically, it's 100% a dream. The kids are exactly the same. It's the same shot he keeps coming back to. It's the shot that he will not physically and emotionally allow himself to move on from because of the regret he feels for all the stuff with his wife. And finally, after all this stuff, I think it's all happening within a dream. I think he's still stuck in it. And I think he just chooses to move on and live the rest of his life in whatever reality he's in, in whatever dream state he's in. Tim Uh, Geddes?
0: Up until this viewing and looking at theories and stuff, I totally would have said reality because the top starts to topple um and like just we it's so consistent until it's not so it's like it's gonna fall um but now looking up theories and stuff especially considering um um michael King. kane's character Michael, and, michael. King, and there's just like there's so much shit but like michael Car- or michael kane's character is in this movie for like three minutes and it's like it, it's kind of implied that he's the inventor of all this shit, and he's also cobb's grandpa And it's like, there's so much shit and there's lines of dialogue he has about like, you got to come back to reality that like back up the whole thing that the Inception's actually on Leo's character and not other people. And the fact that uh, Michael Caine's never in dreams throughout the movie. So it's like that kind of backs up at the end that it is reality because Michael Caine's actually there. But I think this shit goes deeper. So I'm going to say dream. How about He's the so much, that- he
1: reminds me of like Fallon? He reminds you of Fallon in this movie, Michael Caine, where it's like mm. you kind of forget that he is a, a an integral part of this movie, and then he pops up at the end. It's like, wait, you flew to America to pick up? Your- that was
2: that was the one thing that I was gonna I was gonna point out, and that's one of the reasons why I think it's still is it is a dream because he just sort of manifests him in America, and it's never obviously it can be very easily explained as being like, hey, you're going to visit your grandkids in America, and you just have you took a different flight there, but. He Wait. just meets him at the airport and is like, hey, here we are. You, you figured it out. You did it, right? And he's like, yeah, I did it. And let's go back to that dream state, that, that same image ending. you keep coming back yeah. to. And it's now a happy ending. And you get to go out to your children who never age. And I'm here for you. And by the way, it was an international flight. You took first class. <laughs> you probably could have gotten here faster than me, but let's go. Well, but- remember, and, he's and coming they- from
3: somewhere else. He's coming from somewhere else. Michael Caine's coming from France. They're coming from Sydney, just to be clear. And okay, they've, al-
1: they've also made that uh, – there's also – sort of a... They say to look at his face when he introduces... When he finally brings Cobb home and his kids, uh, you know, he goes to say hi to his kids. Michael Caine walks out and he kind of just kind of flashes a smile like, all right, like, uh, my job is done, but I don't, like... It's supposed to hint as if, like, yes, this was actually a dream, and Michael Caine's just there like, hey, now he's happy. Let him do what he wants to do with these kids. Right.
3: On top of what I thought was interesting, again, second viewing of this and having an idea where we were knowing where we were going this time, and obviously years of discussion about the movie, I thought it was interesting in uh, Leo and Mal scene of when she's she's gone off her she's like i'm gonna kill myself and she steps to the side and jumps the and this is just no one obviously wanting to play with expectations and give you something to discuss i think the way she jumps and they show it twice and the way he pans down but never shows the street i just for me it gave a dreamlike feel of that thing where she's falling but we never see an impact not that i need to see a body or something but even that it's like the panning they do makes it seem like the building is just infinitely tall
2: and i'm sure it's tall but they definitely cut away and they cut away from it so that you don't ever really see her and never really know for yeah. sure and i think it adds to the sort of like you know ambiguity and the dreamlike state of the whole thing for sure
1: but but I, um, I, the only reason i don't like that is because it takes away the cool crazy intrigue of the reveal of the reason i know about inception is because i did it the reason i know it can work is because i did it on her and i try to get her out of this shit and it just didn't work on her. But that, uh, dream but it manifested in would... that dream or that, that, that idea festered like a, you know, what do you say, like a parasite or for, yeah, you can't get yeah, rid of
2: it. But, but that all backs up to the fact that if he was still stuck in it, he would still think that, right? This yeah. whole thing, if it's all in his brain, of course he would think it worked first because he wants to, his subconscious is working against him to keep him in this dream state. So he never has to face the reality of whatever the fuck's going on in the real world, which is how I was sort of interpreted that.
4: I, I always thought that because it tumbles at the end and other than that the the top always like seems to just spin perfectly um Mm -hmm. i always thought that that was like oh it's very clear like it's meant to show that it is in fact falling but to uh, tim you brought up the fact that uh, nolan was like no it was shot to look like it was not tumbling or you know (laughs) that it was going like i feel like that and the kids being the same age although we don't know how much time has passed and sure sure. his perception of time obviously seems a lot longer in his mind he hasn't seen his kids for possibly you know 80 years right because he was stuck for at least 50 years in the in the limbo yeah and uh so it could be that he's been gone for a month and we don't know
0: um it's true but there's also things that the movie shows this another theory about trying to decide is it reality or is it not and like what's most interesting is the theories that i saw that the or at least the theorists that i found on youtube that i vibed with the most were the ones that presented it that there's equal evidence both ways sure it was designed that way and everything no one's saying is that that is the truth that there isn't an answer to this it's kind of ambiguous for a reason and enough evidence to back shit up uh but one of the things is there's shots we see in this movie that what perspective is that even from of like we see we know that they grew old together in those uh in the in limbo right Mm -hmm. but throughout the whole we only get one shot of them as old people The rest of the time, we just see them in the exact same place as young people. What is that? And so there's an idea of, like, every time he's seeing the kids and stuff, like, did that memory even really happen? Like, And at what point is, like, is it based on reality? Are those even the real kids, like, uh, for age-wise and stuff? Or is he, like, kind of changing things in his mind? Or is what they're showing the audience not actually what he's even seeing? Are they projections? Mm -hmm.
4: Well, the idea with – or, like – with them being old, that reveal, it was, like, that they had grown old, like, every time. Oh, S- oh, similar to how Saito point. grew old. Wait, I'm sorry, what?
1: Similar to how Saito grew old.
4: Right, they they had grown old, and, like, we had just hadn't ever seen that. But it is interesting, because, like, now it brings up to, like, how much time did he spend with his wife every dream that he would have? You know, where, um... Ellen well, this Page was just because they him. slipped.
2: They slipped into limbo, and no, that's no, why he. That's right, why they right, spent right. A lot but of time But I'm saying there, Ellen
4: right. Page caught him, like connecting to the machine, and right. it's like I wonder it. how many times and how much time he had spent with his wife there. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, I mean, I it's really interesting. Time. I like now. Now with um, with the idea that the, the top isn't supposed to be shown falling, I like the idea that like. This is all a dream, and that uh, his wife isn't infecting him because of its guilt. She's in there connecting to him, trying to pull him out of you know this limbo that they're stuck of, together. Man yeah but wobble, like man. it's not supp- it's not supposed yeah but to i think you, you hear it
1: you hear the sound of like yeah but i think i, I think I, I the wobble
2: was, was just different. more of a because he shot it practically and that's, not because it was, so was going to cg it would have just been it would have just kept going
4: you can put like a magnet underneath like you can set up a magnet in a way it'll keep it like going for a long time that's such a dumb thing for him to show it wobble and then go on an internet and be like interview being like the way I intended to shoot the shot was this way it's like you should have shot it that way then it should have <laughs> well no he didn't down... say it.
0: to be clear no. he didn't say that wait who just said that the script says that he didn't say that
4: got it I mean like I, to me is, that's as clear if the script the thing is it
1: it, it could yeah, have the script, looked the movies changed all the time the top could have just looked like it did when Miles spins the top in the little safe and it is just infinitely perfectly vertical. Yeah, it never moves. Yeah, it yeah, could have yeah. just looked like that. They could have d- easily done that. But it, you're hearing it, and there's like yeah. a there's a sort of staccato but even still, pattern. it
3: spins perfectly for a long time before it gets that little wobble. And it isn't even like the dramatic... I mean, I know how it begins with a top and then it'll start to go, but like... Tops are crazy. I think it's... Yeah, tops are crazy. Tops are are crazy. crazy, man. Can we, are, God, can you imagine being successful enough and popular enough one day that we could not make that a shirt? Tops are crazy, and it's tops just crazy
0: top, these top, days, It's, yeah. it. it's just There's Michael at <laughs> It doesn't matter if it stops spinning or not because, oh, first no. off, it's not his totem. Oh, no, no, just like... To oh, more I see what you're saying. I see you is that uh, it's not his totem, and he walked away from it totally. So yeah, it's he, like if, well, even came, if it were to stop, that's spinning the whole point. That, sorry, I hate Go for being it in the same room.
3: Uh, this is what I'm talking about, right? I, like legitimately the top doesn't matter. And it's why the ending's so brilliant is that it's meant mm. to be a conversation like this with your yeah. friends, where you go back and argue what your point is, but yeah, hundred percent it's him spinning it and walking away. And it's again, everything you've seen throughout this entire movie, that's him for the first time, just accepting this is reality and being done with it. It's the same way of when we're yeah. in the, basically the opium den with all the old people that go there and live 40 years at a time. Right. And the guy for, you know, that old man who's like running it, I forget exactly what he says, but he, rather than talk to anybody else in the room, he talks to Leonardo DiCaprio and he's like, what's it matter if it's real or not real? It's it's the reality they've chosen. This is what they've yeah. chosen it to be. And again, they that's what esca- this whole thing
1: is. They are escaping reality to go to their dreams. Like this yeah. is their new reality. Who exactly. are you Exactly. The reality different?
3: isn't the reality anymore. The dream is the reality to them. And like they've just inversed what they all mean to them. And I think again, yeah, I, I personally, my interpretation is that he is still in the dream. He doesn't care or want to know anymore. Uh, he spins the top, walks away from it, accepts this is reality. And I do think that. One level up, possibly more, but at least one level up is Maul, who is sitting there with him, his body laying on the ground, knocked out still, and be like, fucking wake up, and like, you know, how do you get him out do of Do you
4: that? think she's constantly, like, connecting and going into the dream with him? And, like, she's actually popping into his dream? Like, that is Ma trying no. to fuck up his... So you think he is... Like... I wish, I
3: think that'd be awesome, yeah. but I think, th- there, I'm, I think the messaging would change. Of like, listen, no, I keep coming back. I am real. I'm up there. Like, yeah. I, it but, wouldn't I mean, be the same. Wasn't that
4: the point of her, like, jumping off the, like, when she kills herself?
3: Yeah. Like, it, well, I, But I think that is the, I think that's her killing herself in the right timeline. I, I think that's still the first time. That's the real Mal. That's the right. straight through story of her. And then she leaves the dream. And what? I don't know. Can you come Wait. back into a dream if you didn't drop at the same time?
2: I don't think Very. so, right? It's, it yeah. seems like they're all attached. I, to his I don't button. see why not. Can, I,
1: think I don't see why not because Ellen Page joins his dream mid dream. You're right.
2: You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. That's a good point. So here's my question. So if he's but still now his dream in... wasn't real necessarily. Go ahead. Right. If he's still in the dream though, where is his physical body in reality?
3: I think it's on the floor. Now, granted, we get into this weird thing of how much time's passed and I don't, you know, how the time moves differently, but I, I think that it's where they wake up on their living room floor, right? And like it's the scene we saw multiple times of. Her waking up and crying and him hugging her and him being like, I implanted the idea, and even when we came out, it was still fucked up. I think that's where they dropped initially. And so I think she wakes up there, and he hasn't woken up yet. So, like, can't yeah, she so just she...
2: turn the machine
4: off? Well, no, because the machine well, just connects you to his dream.
2: So he's yeah, this, in, like, a coma, right? Exactly.
4: It's not necessarily a coma. It could only be that, like, all of this giant timeline happens in a fraction of a second, in the, like, top-level world because in the, like, he's now in limbo, so a million years can pass.
1: And it's only an hour up there. Yeah. What's up, Tim?
0: Quartermaster47 in the chat just dropped some bombs here. If you watch the end credits, you'll notice in the cast list there are two James and two Philippas with different ages two years apart. Mm. So those are older kids at the end.
3: Mm. Oh, i did go. actually while we were talking i didn't want to say it because it, it hurts my point but <laughs> that they aren't dressed exactly the same there are minor differences in their outfits oh also, really I to okay oh, go to the top
4: file, you guys are all idiots i hate you
3: it's real it's real it's reality What I do want to toss out too, right now, and this has nothing to do with this, but it's just interesting for life. You know, in cartoons where like people put pies out to cool and like that smell weapon? Yeah. Happening in real life here because Jen's making a cobbler and I started doing this (laughs) just a second ago. Very concerned with this pie smell is coming from. I am stoked to finish this
1: show. That sounds religious.
0: (laughs) All right, to, to move on, there's two more facts I want to say because they're kind of fun. Uh, in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, writer, producer, director Christopher Nolan explained that he based the roles of the Inception team similar to roles that are used in filmmaking. Cobb's the director, Arthur's the producer, Ariadne's the production designer, uh, Ames is the actor, Saito is the d- studio, and Fisher's the audience. In trying to write a team-based creative process, I wrote the one that I know. That's cool. cool. That's, that's I and mean, This awesome. is just one of those super lame things, but Nolan's just like, I don't care. It's fun. It doesn't need to be that great. Uh, if you take the first letters of the main character's names, Dom, Robert, Eames, Arthur, Mal, and Saito, they spell dreams. If you add Peter, Ariadne, and Yusuf, the whole uh, makes dreams pay, which is what they do for a mind thief. Mind uh, and then thieves. also Ariadne is named that because it's a Greek name, and she's some Greek character that helped some other Greek character get out of a maze. So
1: hmm. Did playing. you Did you all cool. think that Mal was like a sexy spider?
0: Okay. No. How did this not come up? Wait,
1: what? <laughs>
2: Scary.
0: When,
1: when you, mean like if,
2: a... you mean if like It and like if you watched It, but like the clown was sexy? Is that what you're saying?
1: Like, yeah, like maybe she was like the physical what? manifestation of a sexy spider. So like, Kevin, when she went, when, when uh, Ariadne goes down to Cobb's dream and she goes down the elevator and then and she walks in and Mal looks at her. She's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I'm so and so. She's like, I know who you are. Why are you here? does she doesn't she not evoke the vibe of a sexy spider?
4: What the fuck is wrong with you? Are we well, last, last, or last
1: what? week
0: we had the reveal that Joey thinks that the dad from Totoro's hot uh yeah. Gia May or may not have said inappropriate things about Halloween costumes. but this week, yeah, Andy out of nowhere just goes does anyone else think she looks like a sexy spider mm-hmm. And we're like and then what And, and then, then he goes, wouldn't she make a great Charlotte from Charlotte's web? Nice. Which implies like, that Andy thinks that Charlotte is a sexy spider. Wait, 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 hold on no, a second. What?
4: Charlotte no. f- from Charlotte's web is, is a sexy spider, right? No. no. Come on. Wow. So so at the end, I'm but, but then at the, at the
1: at the end where Tom Hart or uh where um Killian Murphy is about to get into the safe, which we haven't talked about the safe yet, it's really, really cool. Um and then Maul drops behind him and they're like, There's somebody else in there with you, uh, Killian. And it's I was like she came down from a spider web right uh, think about that she did uh, the safe friend. by the way i love the i love the manifestation of this fake sort of safe room and the hospital that he sees mm, his yeah. dad in as dying cool. and it's so video gamey where it's like the, the you know all of this just looks like a vr room and but like the the really nice wood finishing is behind him as he's there dying in his bed um and all that moment is just like I think so perfect, especially from the perspective of Tom Hardy, where he's sitting there just hoping to God that this thing takes. I like he's waiting I like, to blow. The, he's waiting to blow this bomb, and then he sees like the little top in the safe, and he starts crying. And and Tom Hardy's like, "Fuck yeah, it worked!" Like it's so good, dude. All of the end of this just works so perfectly.
2: Yeah, I like the production design behind that room because it reminds me of a holodeck from Star Trek: The Next Generation, where everything's like, yeah. gridded. And so shout out cool. to uh, Pete Postlewaite, who is yeah. an Rest awesome actor. And uh, I said, "Wait, wait!" I think is how you say the last syllables of the last name. But I just I remember him being so fucking awesome in The Usual Suspects, you know, where he plays the lawyer and he's just like, "You can kill me if you want, but Mister Soze will never stop." And you're like, "Fuck, he's
1: never gonna stop, Andy." I, I said, knew nobody I, knows who Mister Soze is. I knew him from uh from. The Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's That's what I remember. Which one? one. Who? who, Yeah, I forget who he played in that. But I forgot who he played. But I just remember like I remember hearing that name, and then when he passed away, I was like, oh, shit! This guy was kind of like in a lot of stuff throughout his life." Uh, Tim,
4: you tell me that's not a sexy spider right there. Yeah. As far as spider goes, like.
3: She gave off mom vibes, man. Charlotte was all and about what? the mom vibes. Are you
4: telling me right now that like people don't think moms are super hot and it's a whole yeah. porn? I mean, like, Greg, I've definitely
3: thing? seen the Pornhub stats at the end of the year. I know okay. people think moms are hot. I'm just saying <laughs> this particular you. mom, Charlotte from Charlotte's Web, ain't doing it for me.
4: Andy, all I'm saying is I'm seeing this mom. movie in a different way. I'm yeah, yeah sexy spider. Just way. think Who's about it. Hot. Who's
3: Templeton? Fucking does
4: Templeton? He gets a fuck. He <laughs>
3: gets Templeton. a woman at the end, oh, yeah. right? Andy. <laughs> Andy
4: <laughs>
0: Please hit me with some haiku seven in
1: syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review.
0: You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Cass the Incredible Colk did. Uh, tried to create a haiku within a haiku, got stuck in limbo. Uh, uh, awesome Ethan says, just pay attention. First act explains all the rules. Come on. It's not hard. Then I don't get this one, so I'm going to need help, some help from you guys. City of Legend says, this shit's hella deep. Call this movie Cauldron because life is a dream. No idea. I'm,
1: I'm it seems I'm, like a reference.
4: I, to, I guess
0: a Cauldron is deep.
4: I don't think they are.
0: You know what? It's um, not that deep. Now that I'm still it out, it's not Cauldron. It must be Calderon. What does that mean? Calderon?
1: Calderon? Calderon? That sounds sounds like a last name. Yeah. (laughs) D-A-L-D-E-R-O-N. D-A-L?
0: C-A-L-D-E-R-O-N. No idea. Well, more mysteries for you. How about that? There you have it. That was the biggest Mystery mystery Peacock says, oh, Ariadne. Where did you lose Theseus? This is Cobb's Labyrinth. Now when I was time. talking about all those Greek yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, that's one of them.
4: That's one smart of them. Smart that's,
1: the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's really cool. This kid's smart. Now it's time to. Man, well, so to... far, MVP, though, I, I feel like so, this movie has so many because each one of these levels requires one of them to do something absolutely extraordinary that was not asked of them originally. And so, like, um, JGO is supposed to just have a normal little kick, but there's no gravity. He's like, how the fuck am I supposed to do this now? And then uh, Yusuf on on dream number one has to fucking thwart off, you know, army people and his van flips over Dude, numerous times. First off, after... he, he, he should have peed before he
3: went under. That's
1: why it's raining in there. What? That's true. But, I mean, the bad guys are still coming after him. And so he has to do some crazy stuff anyway. Wait, real quick, um,
4: Andy. When Yusuf, like, his car finishes flipping over and he's like, yes, and he, he looks around – it's just one of those moments of like, oh, man! <laughs> I wish not. I was there to be like, you did it, nope.
1: dude. Nobody was there. Um, And then uh, um, Tom Hardy. um, Well, Ariadne and Tom Hardy also do great jobs where, again, they get to that bottom level and Saito dies. Um, And no, I'm is it Saito? The no, 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 no. Yeah, Saito uh, does Killian, Killian Murphy dies. And Ariadne is like, this isn't over, guys. Like they they to them, that was like the end of it all. And then Leo's like, we're fucking done. And Tom Hardy's like, well, that's it? Shit, I thought we had it. And Ariadne's like, well, what if we do this? And then she kind of is the reason for this movie prolonging itself. And then uh, Tom Hardy just defending himself off of armies of men, dude. Like fucking 90 dudes coming at him. He's just taking I mean, even all just the hard
4: man out. He could have given himself better man. armor. You know what I mean? Tom,
1: the hard man, Hardy. I guess they all could have that dreamed up better. That was a good one. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Tom Thank the hard you. man
1: hearty. <laughs> that
2: was great. Specifically, yeah. That's, I, for the first time in my life, I felt like what it was like to be sitting on the other side of the table for me. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you did not try that hard <laughs> on that one. So it's Ragugugu,
1: guys. Goo Ragugugu. All right. Ragu.
2: Goo goo goo. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Rad Guys Talk. Good guys here for the Nolan Universe. The list as it stands right now. Number one, Batman and Wolverine from the Prestige. Number two, <laughs> Lenny from Memento. Number three, Hoo from Insomnia. And number four, the number four, the very young boy from Following.
0: The very young boy. He you just
2: loses an age at I this point. <laughs> yeah, yes, he is. Uh, where do we want to put uh, Cobb? on this sorry who's um, number one number one was Batman and Wolverine from the prestige oh, who's number fuck. two uh Lenny from memento
3: I, I put say, I say Cobb goes number two
4: I say Cobb goes number two if it's all a dream if it's if it's <laughs> legit then he's number one I would oh, go number, number one
0: just for how ambitious it all is and like him putting together the team and all that shit. Like he's Doms are dope, man. Doms are the head of a team. Um. Gets the number one from me.
2: Andy, where do you want to put him?
1: I'd put him uh, number two. So Greg
2: says number two, number two. Kevin says number two, maybe number no, one. Actually, maybe am sorry. Three. I, meant,
4: I meant number one, uh, just to be clear.
2: One, one, one. I'm going to put him at number two. Ladies and gentlemen, the new listing as it stands is Batman Wolverine from The Prestige. Uh, number two, Cobb Salad from Inception. Number three, Lenny from Memento. Number four, Hoo-wah. from Insomnia. Hoo-wah. And number five, the very, very young boy from Following. No, I don't
4: like you saying that.
2: How young
0: will he get next week? We'll have to find out. For now, it's time to rank these movies. Current rankings of the Nolan movies. Number one, The Prestige. Number two, Memento. Number three, Following. Number four, Insomnia.
3: Before one. anybody before anybody sounds off, there's just something off. Alright, there's I know, but I know, but there's something we need to do, all right? So the movie opens, it's a beach. There he is, Corn on the cob <laughs> himself, Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, washes yeah. up and he looks around and he sees some <laughs> kids giggling. <laughs> <laughs> just do the whole fucking thing right now. I think it's number two. I think prestige stays on top.
4: I agree. I'd put it number two. Although I fucking love this movie. I feel like it's a movie that we could talk about for hours. But I just I love the Prestige more.
3: I like the performances better in Prestige, and I think I liked the truncated story of the Prestige better in terms right. of.
4: I was just why are you apologize? You me, think the Greg, story stuck? Greg, you talked me out of it. I like the performances of this better. I have moved to number one.
3: Oh wow! Look at that, Kevin Flapjacking wow. over there. He's got no wow. opinion. But... I is it, today's like these where I wish Cecil would sit up, <laughs> shake his head in disgust at you, and jump out that small window
0: and run free.
3: You know what I mean?
4: He's sleeping. <laughs> On the I love. love
0: Jump through the window. <laughs> I love <laughs> Prestige, and I think it is a freaking masterpiece. And it being my first time watching it last week, I was absolutely blown away that I could be blown away by an older Nolan movie after having seen the likes of uh, Inception. And despite that, though, I just feel like Inception is the most ambitious movie I've ever seen that succeeds as much as it does. Like it, I think it is the most ambitious movie ever made, and I think that. Uh, it hits so much more than it misses and it might not be be perfect, but I think that it doesn't need to be. And I think that there's enough room for interpretations that totally line up that I'm just like, damn, that's cool as fuck. Number one.
1: Yeah, I I think, I think, um, Inception is a more impressive movie. I like the performances more in the prestige, but, uh, you know inception just kind of hits on all these notes that i love of not only the mindfuck moments but crazy cool espionage shit and a heist and it's just it just hits on so many levels of things that i love in movies fuck man this is so tough dude um i will put inception as number 1 i guess it doesn't matter how i vote anymore does it but what's? I mean,
4: know? it should. Um, I could flip. I would say,
2: again. I don't know. Watching both of these, I really, I enjoyed the Prestige more watching it back. Um, I just think it's, it's, I think it's a simpler movie. Um, I think it suffers from some of the same issues I have with Inception, where we're like we're going back and forth a lot. Um, Inception, this this last time around wasn't as entertaining as I wanted it to be. Um, but having said that, I fully respect. The ambition that went behind making this movie, and the fact that they brought the cast together, and the fact that it's so stylish and beautifully shot, that I would probably—I have to like analytically put it
1: above the prestige. I would probably put it at number one. Also, Hans Zimmerman man, like oh, so good that that uh, him. Also, uh, this him one
2: has Michael Caine in it, you know, so that gives it's it more. True. That's so
1: does so the
4: prestige? <laughs> it's it's not so a blind double. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: So the current <laughs> rankings are number one. Inception number 2, The Prestige number 3, Memento number 4, Following and number 5, Insomnia. Next week we will do Interstellar. Uh and this Friday, remember Miyazaki Studio Ghibli in review continues with Kiki's Delivery Service. Icky. Until next time. Wah. Wah.